God is big. How many people agree with that? Hey, some people are not raising their hands. If your God not that big, our God is big. Amen? So we all agree, right? I am reminded of a song um, the children sing in Young Zedian. It goes something like this. Our God is a great big God. I know the temptation to sing. Our God is a great big God, and He holds us in His hands. He's higher than the skyscraper. He's deeper than the submarine. He's wider than the universe and beyond our wildest dreams. He has known me, and He loves me since before the world began. How wonderful to be a part of God's amazing plan. Our God is all-knowing, all-powerful, and ever-present. As factually correct as these statements are, the reality is sometimes God can seem very distant and heaven mute to our prayers, requests. Yet, the invitation from God still stands. Come, test, and see that I am good. I'm a good good father. Amen? We're continuing our series today on fire starters, and today's topic is seeing what God is doing. We're going to be looking at two books, first the book of Exodus and then Second Kings. Before I read our first book, let me put things in context. Last week, Andy shared with us how God called Moses to go to Israel, to go to Egypt and deliver the people of Israel. Long story short, after ten plagues and the killing of the firstborn, Pharaoh yielded and let the people of Israel go. The Bible says he led them this way. Exodus 13. By day, the Lord went ahead of them in a pillar of cloud to guide them on their way. And by night, a pillar of fire to guide them, to give them light so that they would travel by day or night. Neither the pillar of cloud by day nor the pillar of fire by night left its place in front of the people. Amen? Here is Almighty God very visible to His people. Why was it important for them to lead? Why was it important for Him to lead them this way? The people have been slaves for 400 plus years. Four generations. They were broken, they were weary, disillusioned, had no hope. Therefore, it was necessary for a season for God to lead them this way as a constant reassurance of his divine protection. The cloud of fire was a sign to his people that his presence was always with them. And this continued until they entered the promised land. In our second reading, we see God lead his people quite differently. He was no longer visible, but yet very much present. He now spoke through his people, through the prophet. And the prophet in this story is called Elisha. Elisha was not only an advisor to the king of Israel, he was a companion to the common people, including foreigners. And this is just one of the accounts he did in Israel. Let's 
with the word. I have copied and pasted uh, the scripture on my notes, so I am reading from the Bible. Okay? So if you have a tablet or phone or Bible, please follow me. The words will be at the back, the screen behind me. Now, the king of Aram was at war with Israel. After conferring with his officers, he said, I will set up my camp in such and such a place. The man of God sent word, that's the word of God, to the king of Israel. Beware of, of passing that place because the Armenians are going down there. So the king of Israel checked on the place indicated by the man of God. Time and again, Elisha warned the king so that he was on his guard in such places. This enraged the king of Aram. He summoned his officers and demanded of them, Tell me, which one of us is on the side of the king of Israel? None of us, my lord, the king, said one of his officers. But Elisha, the prophet who is in Israel, tells the king of Israel, Every word you speak in your bedroom, I love this. Go and find out where he is, the king ordered, so that I can send men and capture him. The report came back, he's in Dothan. Then he sent horses, chariots, and a strong force there. They went by night and surrounded the city. When the servant of the man of God got up and went out early in the next morning, an army with horses and chariots had surrounded the city. Oh no, my lord. What shall we do? The servant asked. Don't be afraid. The prophet answered. For those who are with us are more than those who are with them. And, the, and Elisha prayed, Open his eyes, Lord, so that he may see. Then the Lord opened the eyes of the, the servant's eyes, and he looked and saw the hills full of horses, chariots, fire, all around Elisha. Amen? Powerful, isn't it? Seeing what God is doing through the Bible. And that's his word. As a prophet of God, God gives supernatural gifts to prophet Elisha. This enables him to deliver words of comfort, warning, praise, and judgment in his role as king advisor. On this particular occasion, the prophet had received a divine warning from God and passed it to the king, stated, verse 9, The man of God sent word to the king of Israel, Beware about passing that place, because the Armenians are going down there. So the king of Israel checked on the place indicated by the man of God. Time and time again, Elisha warned the king so that he was on his guard in that place. This was a warning that saved the king's life on a number of occasions. My question is, can God speak to us this way? Emphatically, yes. Although God can sometimes speak to us through words of wisdom and knowledge, he primarily speaks to us through his written words. If we want to see what God is doing in our lives, our family and community, if we want to go deeper to see God's plan for this world, we need to be students of the world. Because a true understanding of God's vision for this world comes only from one source, and that is the Bible. In 
Second Timothy 3.16, the Bible says this about the word. All scripture is God-breathed. It is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. So that the servant of God, a power phrase, so that the fire starter can be perfectly equipped for every good work. The Bible is the manual for our life. We have all been called to righteousness. That's our manual. We equip others, we equip ourselves so that we may instruct others in the way of righteousness. So that other people can see the plan and purposes for their life. You know, when Joshua was taking over for Moses, he was told this, if you want to be successful as a leader, it says this, the word says this, keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. You see, can we all see the importance of God's word? What Moses was telling Joshua is this. After you read the word, meditate on it. Let it not depart from your lips, which means you talk it, you live it, and you act on it. Use, that's why James says we use the word as a mirror. It's a mirror. When we behold Jesus, for example, in the word, guess what? Our image, we begin to be transformed by the image we are seeing. Amen? When we see how Jesus acted, when we see how Jesus prayed, when we see how Jesus healed the sick, we emulate that. The word becomes our life. Then, it says to him, let this word govern your life. Let the word of God govern our lives as fire starters. Now we can see why Elisha was so successful, because he relied on the word, which enabled him to bless the king of Israel. Through Elisha's guidance, the king was able to see God's loving kindness and faithfulness. Sadly, 40 to 50% of Christians do not read the word for themselves. The only contact they have of the word is on Sunday. With our busy lives, sometimes it's difficult to read the word. But still, you must be intentional about it. Because the Bible instructs us, let the, the words of Christ dwell in you richly. For me, I thank God for technology. Because I listen to the word, audio Bible, on my way to work. So, in the morning, about to kick my car, warm in my car, I thought goes in my ear. Book of Ephesians. By the time I reach work, I have gone through the book of Ephesians. By the time I find my parking, I'm halfway through Galatians. So we have no excuse. Amen? Here in the vineyard, 
Andy showed us this last week, how to spend time with Jesus. We are promoting the Word of God. So please pick up one if you want time after the service. Also, we are running, uh, there will be a Bible Day conference with Rick Williams on the 2nd of November. He will be taking us through the book of Exodus. All the details on the screen behind me. So I really encourage you to read the word and come to the day conference. The instruction is, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly as fire starters. For the Lord says, my people are destroyed, not by the devil, but by a lack of knowledge. Because if we are ignorant of God's word, the devil can take advantage of us. Amen? Second point. Seeing what God is doing through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. Elisha was a man of the Spirit. He was mentored by a prophet called Elijah. And the Bible tells us that when Elijah was about to be taken up to heaven, he asked for a double portion of his anointing. That means everything Elisha did was inspired by the Holy Spirit. We read this in verse 12. Tell me, you know, the king, the king can't get it. How does Elisha know my moves? How does he know? He said, tell me, which one of you is betraying me? Which one of you is on the side of the king of Israel? None of us, my lord the king said one of his officials, but Elisha, the prophet, is in Israel. He tells the king of Israel, every word you speak in your bedroom. Who revealed this thing to Elisha? The Spirit of God. He is all-knowing. Today, as New Testament believers, we have the same Spirit of God on the inside of us, and he is called the Holy Spirit. He is the Spirit of God that comes from the inside of us, of every believer that has confessed Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Jesus said this about the Holy Spirit in, J- in John 16, 13, says this, but when, the, when, but when He, the Spirit of truth, comes, He will guide you into all truth. He will not speak of His own. He will speak only what He hears, and He, he will tell you what is yet to come. Jesus gave us the spirit of truth, the Holy Spirit, as a helper and as a guide in our walk of faith. Jesus did not perform one miracle until he received the Holy Spirit. From his conception to his resurrection, he partnered with the Holy Spirit. Before he ascended into heaven, he said to his disciples, Tally unto Jerusalem until you are endued with power from on high. And we know they were baptized in the Holy Spirit, and they became great witnesses for God. If those who have gone before us needed the Holy Spirit, how much more us now? Amen? Acknowledging and partnering with the Holy Spirit will determine our success as fire starters. Can we, we can see in Elisha's story, and in Jesus' story, and his disciples, the importance of the Holy Spirit. How in partnering with him, it made them powerful influences. I remember one day uh, on my way to work, um, I can't remember why I didn't take my car, but 
I was on the bus that day, and I was going to work. And I saw my bus, and I ran for my bus. We all run, I was running and running. And how many of you know the driver does this deliberately? When you're about to enter, the dog goes like that. And sometimes you think, if I wasn't a Christian, what would I tell this man? But the thing is, if you wait for everybody running for a bus, your bus app won't work. You'll be late. But I wanted him to make an exception for me. Anyway, ten minutes later, my bus came. And I sat down next to a lady. And her face, she, was, she looked like she was sad. Anyway, I ignored her, minding my business, and the Holy Spirit spoke to me. I said, tell her. It's going to be okay. And you know when you hear this thing, you're thinking, oh God, why now? You know, is it me? Is it the devil? Or is it the Holy Spirit? But anyway, I hung up the collar. I looked at her. I said to her, God said it's going to be okay. Her countenance changed. In the bus, she said, that's the word I wanted to hear. And she kept on repeating it. She kept on repeating it. Oh, that's the word I wanted to hear. Can you see how the Holy Spirit works? Can you see how God works? She probably prayed that morning, God, give me a sign. And there comes Candy. So grumpy Candy because she missed her bus. And yet, even God can use me grumpiness. Amen. And God used me to, 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 to give her one through the Holy Spirit. Amen. If we are going to catch a vision of what God is doing in this multi-site church we are launching next year, as fire starters, you cannot ignite any fire without the Holy Spirit. Never can we sustain the fire without Him. Never can the fire increase without Him. All things start with God and start remain with the Holy Spirit. And as I was preparing this, God said, because it's not by might, it's not by power, but by my Spirit, says the Lord. Amen? That's why I'm excited this today, because at 6 o'clock, the series of the Holy Spirit starts. Don't come for the ice cream only. Just come, come because you're in for the treat. The Holy Spirit, the most ignored person in the Trinity. You know, come because without Him there is no Christianity. Amen? Amen? If Jesus, Jesus, the Son of God, needed Him, you need Him. So come, come 6 o'clock today and you are in for a treat. Amen? That's funny. See what God is doing through prayer. When the king of Aram was informed that Elisha was the one who revealed his battle strategy, naturally he was very upset and ordered soldiers to go and capture Elisha. I have a question here, and I question the judgment of this king. If Elisha was able to tell what he did in his bedroom, what makes him think he didn't know that you are sending soldiers to him? Cuckoo king, my father. 
I didn't say that in the first service. Maybe I'm too nervous now. I'm cool. <laughs> when his servant got up early the next morning, the army had surrounded the city where Elisha was. Alarmed at the sight, his servant cried out, Master, what shall we do? Perhaps he was thinking, Master, how can we escape this army? Cool, Elisha. Very cool. Not disturbed. Perhaps he had meditated on, The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Amen? He said, Don't be afraid. Those who are with us are more than those who are with them. And Elisha prayed, Open his eyes, Lord, so that he may see. And the Lord opened the eyes of the servant, and he looked and saw the hills full of horses, chariots of fire all around Elisha. Notice how quickly Elisha attracted the attention of the enemy. And that's a reality in our Christian walk. The enemy will not sit idly by while we catch a vision of being fire started. We must remember we fight not against flesh and blood, but principalities and powers. As fire starters, we must not be ignorant about the schemes of the enemy. However, prayer is our weapon of warfare. Because the Bible says this, the prayer of the righteous person is powerful and effective. Amen? That is why we are urged in the Bible to pray without ceasing. We see in this verse how, how anxious Elisha's servant was. And what did Elisha do? He prayed and God answered. A classic example of this verse demonstrated. Be anxious for nothing, but with prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, make your request known unto God. I want to add something here. God may not always open our spiritual eyes to see into the spiritual realm when we are afraid. He expects us to live by faith. The, the, the just shall live by faith. Because without faith, it's impossible to please God. For we must believe that he is and is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Prayer is our means of connecting to God. When we pray, we show our total dependency on him. This is what was demonstrated by Jesus in the gospel. Again and again, he left his disciples to find a quiet place to pray. I remember when my son was six years old, He's now uh, 26. Um, I said six, ten, ten years old. He's now 26. He was going on a trip called PGL. I know parents that trip have gone to PGL, and I was so afraid. I was so afraid. You know, I was worried. My baby is leaving home for the first time. How is he going to care for himself? Oh God, I pack this and I pack that. You know, I was passing around him, and my husband said. Oh, this boy, let him go. Listen, my baby. And then I started praying, God, in the name of Jesus, I cover the whole M25 with the blood of Jesus. <laughs> you know, I cover, I cover the driver 
with the blood of Jesus. Because, you know, in my mind, I said, what if they coach over time from the M25? You know, I was thinking all sorts of thoughts. I covered this with the blood of Jesus. I covered that with Jesus. And God spoke to me. He said this to me. And it has stayed with me for a long time. It stayed with me. He said this, as an eagle hovers over its nest, so will I hover over that PBL camp. Amen. 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 And for me, that was so comforting. You know, so when my son was there, I said, bye, sweetheart. Bye. God bless you. He's with you. You know, I was, I was, I was released. Had I not prayed, I wouldn't have received that word. Can we see the importance of prayer? Because God wanted to impact something to me. He wanted to say, your baby is my concern. I've got your baby. i got your back. i got his back. Amen? No weapon formed against him will prevail. Amen? Prayer. Connecting to God. When you connect to God, you see what God is doing. So I ask every single one, pray without ceasing. Amen? As fire starters, we are called to make a personal commitment to go deeper in our walk with the Lord. Because the world will only know our God through us. However, God gave me this. He said, however, there is no going deeper without sacrifice. And there is no readiness without opposition. And there is no going without the Holy Spirit. Praise God. Amen. I'm just going to invite you guys to stand. The Holy Spirit is here. Amen. Rob and Kenya, could you come back? I just want us to just wait in His presence. You might want to stretch your hands out. And let's do business with God. He's a mighty God. He's a God that cares for us. He's a mighty God. He's a God that cares for us. And in the first service and now, I just have a sense that that word that I gave that woman may apply to you today. And God is saying, it's going to be okay. Because I am your God. Come, test, and see that I am a good, good father. I am reminded of the word. He says, if we being evil know how to give good gifts, how much more our heavenly father? He's a good father. Praise God. Praise God.